by the Beach Boys from 1966 called Pet Sounds. And the reason I'm playing that is because I'm reviewing Love and Mercy, which is a film that seemed to bypass a lot of the awards just. Uh, it came out in June last year, and it's a, a biopic of Brian Wilson, not really the whole story of the Beach Boys and not really about all of the Beach Boys, mainly about Brian Wilson, if you don't know his story. He's a genius to rival any in musical history, and he bowed out of touring with the Beach Boys at their peak um, when they were still uh, probably the biggest band in America next to the Beatles. And um, in part, this was due to what would become serious mental problems that would dominate his life. Uh, and co-involved co with that was the fact that he uh, he found, found it very, very nerve-wracking to go on tour. And he was also deeply in love with being in the studio and making music. And he said to the guys, you go off and do your thing. And I'll, I've got all this great stuff in my head that I'm going to uh, create a masterpiece of an album for you when you come back. And he did, but no one really thought that. Uh, he, uh, it was a very underperforming Beach Boys album. The other band members were very unhappy with it when he made it. They didn't have the um, happy-go-lucky feel of their Surfing USA era. And it was... Um, in, it's, in some ways, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a soft-sounding, childlike-sounding album. Um, but it did very well in the UK, and uh, over the years, it's uh, now regarded by a lot of people as, as the high point in popular music, winning lots of polls as the greatest album in the history of music. And it cemented him as a genius, and after that, he, he did have the impact of, uh, which may have been drug-induced, but he certainly had a very difficult childhood as well to go along with that but he did suffer from the effects of the mental problems it was having and and retire more and more from public life and from music and the follow-up to Pet Sounds uh, which was called Smile famously didn't really appear until the 2000s um, and uh, that was one of the great lost albums of popular music uh, and he spent much of the 70s and 80s um, being obesely fat and being mollycoll coddled by this uh, doctor called Dr. Landy who diagnosed him as a paranoid schizophrenic and overly medicated him until his second wife actually managed to find out that this really horrific guy was uh, had even signed over Brian Wilson's will to his name and crossed out names and put his own in there and he got struck off in California. He actually uh, he agreed to be struck off in California and the reason I'm telling you all that story is because that is what the film Love and Mercy is about, pretty much everything that I've just told you. And it's a, a directed by Bill Pollard, and it's a really unusual musical biopic, which takes place both in the Pet Sound Studios, where the guys uh, are, are forming the album together, and also in his later life where he meets his second wife, played by Elizabeth Banks, and uh, actually emerges from the fog of Dr. Landy's care and has in subsequent years regained a lot of his mojo. He's been re-diagnosed not as a paranoid schizophrenic, but as having schizophrenic tendencies, having his medication corrected to, to a medication that can help him rather than put him in a, a terrible state for decades nearly. And he's come back. He's um, playing the whole Pet Sounds album very soon, I think, in Australia. Or is, is it part of Blues Fest even? I'm not sure. 
but he's released uh, the Smile album. He redid that as a live album, finally getting a release, and then they even finally released the outtakes that were never used. Uh, so he's he's had mass, massive comeback and is regarded as a musical legend. Here, he, the young one's played by Paul Dano, who I've had a lot of respect for as an actor since he played the priest in There Will Be Blood. Uh, and he's always good whenever he shows up. And John Cusack, who's an actor I've loved for years and doesn't get that many meaty roles, he does an excellent job too, both playing the younger and the older Brian Wilson. And um, I normally hate, when I look at these films about very important things such as the Steve Jobs movie, I hate them focusing on human relations because it it just doesn't seem as important to me that Steve Jobs had a problematic relationship with his daughter. I want to hear about the stuff that changed the world. And I really, really appreciate the fact that this film gets knee-deep in the studio and gets so involved in the process of recording music, making music, it really feels like you've got an insight into this guy's head and and what made him so special. There's one point where um, a group of musicians called The Wrecking Crew, who are subject of their own documentary, perhaps the best session musician grouping of all time, say that they've never worked with anyone better and they've worked with everyone, including people like Phil Spector, and Brian Wilson is just in another level. Uh, the way that he hears sounds, which is remarkable because his dad used to belt him around the ear and he was deaf in one ear. But um, the way that he could visualise sounds and, and write melody and harmony and, and arrange songs was as good as anyone, as good as Lennon McCartney is, if not better than Lennon McCartney. Um, it's a very unusual film in the way that it progresses and the way that it's shot, but it's done very, very well. And I normally don't like the, the human relationships, but in this one, Elizabeth Banks, who I've never seen better in the movie, and probably because she apparently does rom-coms mainly, but... Her character is, actually has a pivotal role to play, and I loved her in this. I thought she was really, really good. Uh, Paul Giamatti plays Dr. Landy, and Paul Giamatti must be a glutton for punishment because he was in um, Straight Outta Compton as virtually the same character, this evil, manipulative guy that takes over uh, uh, the band and, and just basically does what he wants and ends up being kicked out in shame. And he's... If the guy he played in Straight Outta Compton was uh, a manipulative guy, well, this guy is pure evil. He's horrific. It's a great performance as well. The acting across the board is great in this. I don't know who plays uh, Carl Wilson or is it Mike Wilson, but one of the other Beach Boys is excellent as well. Um, it's a really, really well put together film. It drifts here and there um, as far as focus goes. But not massively so. And it's I did get a bit annoyed that they don't make John Cusack and Paul Dano at least have something like the same hair colour because it's quite jarring. Because I know Brian Wilson's got very sort of grey hair and always has had this mousy hair, which Paul Dano has. And then you go full black hair with, with John Cusack. Uh, and it's quite jarring. But they both give excellent performances. I'd certainly give the edge to Paul Dano, who is, is mesmeric as the uh, genius Brian Wilson, whereas John Cusack gets to do the hard years where he's suffering from all the illnesses. So a really, really good biopic. Um, Yeah, very unusual, very well put together, and a lot of great music on it. So I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 for Love and Murphy. Well worth watching, and more so if you are into the studio side of things and and how he wrote songs rather than just focusing on stuff in the news, which he doesn't go near. And another track from it, I know there's an answer. (laughs) 